The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Philip Golfie and Rick Zamperin with the Hamilton Real Estate Show. On 900 CHML. Oh, you know what? You you, you <laughs> didn't you didn't nail it, but uh, we'll go with it. How are you, Philip? <laughs> I'm well, Rick. Good morning. I'm not I'm not used to introducing the show. We're missing uh we're missing our main co-host. Um he's he's late this morning. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have to, to to carry on without him and and hopefully things run smoothly. Well, I'll say this. It's a Saturday morning. You know, you guys have been incredibly busy uh, through the month of June, especially into July. Uh, house prices are going up. Activity is surging um, well past the levels that we saw, uh, especially in March and certainly in April. But uh, May came around. Things were looking up and uh, the positivity is continuing. And we're going to talk about a lot of that positivity on the Hamilton Real Estate Show here on 900 CHML. Uh, and we also have a special guest that we'll introduce in a matter of seconds. And Rob will arrive sometime during the show, we think, fingers crossed, uh, but he's uh, he's on his way. Uh, we're going to talk about um, what is happening with interest rates. And uh, the central bank, uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada earlier this week came out and said that, uh, listen, everyone, interest rates are going to be low for a long time. So if you are thinking about making a major purchase, a.k.a. Uh, a first house or another house or a new home, go ahead and do it because you can be rest assured those interest rates are not going to be going up. And of course, that's all due to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, predicting the future uh, in terms of uh, reopening a business is hard. Uh, try doing so as the governor of the Bank of Canada. There's many unknowns in terms of projecting how this country's economy is going to be motoring along. And uh, we'll also get to um, Treb, the, uh, the realtors in uh, Toronto, urging governments to expand housing supply uh, in uh, in place of relief pain. Um, so we'll get into that a little later on in the show. Don't forget, you can also go online to robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. Or call them anytime at 905-575-7700. If you want a free in-home evaluation, if you want to put your home up for sale, the Golfi team is the team to call. 905-575-7700. Check them out on social media. They do some great things on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. The handle is at robgolfi. And if you missed any show in the past, we've had uh, four years worth now. It can go online to robgolfie.com or 900chml.com or listen whenever you want to by downloading the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As mentioned, we have a special guest this morning on the show, David Furry, no stranger to the show. He's been on a few times from Amerispec Home Inspections. David, good morning. How are you? 
Good morning, Rick, and, and Phil and everyone. And thanks very much for having me back again. And thanks for coming back and, and for doing so in a safe manner. You're also at One Markland, the uh, the broadcast hub of the golfie team, and uh, we've been doing shows uh, out of that uh, facility for, well, a number of weeks now since really the pandemic hit. So it's nice to have you uh, on board uh, with the show. Uh, Philip, before we get into some details about uh, moving from Stage 2, which Hamilton, Halton, Niagara is currently in, uh, we know that Stage 3 is right around the corner Let's focus on the home inspection industry. Uh, David, how has the pandemic affected you guys? Well, you know, I was just talking to Phil before the show that it's almost as if um, the pause button was hit about March the 12th, because right now it's just uh, the activity and the level of uh, of calls we're getting for inspections is just uh, it's phenomenal. It just keeps going up every day. So uh, I guess there's been some pent-up demand and things, but uh, uh, I mean, it is good to see people still wanting or able to get home inspections with their purchases, even though there's a lot of you know, competition in the marketplace, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a real healthy time in the in the home inspection industry. It's uh, it, it just uh, seems like there was a a, a two week pause and, and we're off to the races again. And obviously, with uh, the, the quote unquote new reality that we're in, things are very different uh, from you know wearing gloves and masks to you know businesses being closed to you know virtual home sales. How has the home inspection industry changed in terms of how you go about doing your inspections? Yeah, no, it certainly changed uh, very much so. And, of course, with, with home inspection, we have to uh, respect a lot of people in the process. There's the, you know, the seller to consider how they feel about us being in their home, um, you know, the buyer's agent, of course, and, and certainly the buyer. So um, we've kind of um, established a set of uh, suggested protocols so that uh, when we go to do the home inspection, of course, um, uh, you know, we wear appropriate uh, personal protective uh, devices like you know, masks, gloves, uh, certainly uh, footwear, um, we also sanitize before and after leaving the home, and we're very, very diligent about, uh, you know, possibly not even touching anything within the home. If there's some things we do have to touch, like operate a faucet or remove an electrical panel, we try to do that, uh, you know, with limited contact. The other thing that's changed a little bit is we've asked buyers to, to show up about an hour and a half after we've started the inspection. That way it limits their time in the home, and, and basically when they arrive, it's... Uh, it's about a 45-minute to an hour review of, uh, of our findings, and, uh, and it limits our time walking about the house. So, yeah, it certainly has changed uh, you know, the amount of contact uh, that, that we have with the buyer, um, and, and it certainly you know, allows us or, or, or ensures that we provide the adequate uh, means of respect to, to all parties for distancing and contact and such. So that's a different set of circumstances, that's for sure. Is there anything that you are not able to do now than you were in the past? Um, I've run into situations where sellers have insisted that we don't touch anything in the home. So I would arrive and they would have all the cupboards open. They would have, uh, you know, the attic hatch open. They would have the, the furnace cover removed. So um, uh, I've had different people go to that. Uh, I shouldn't call it extreme, but they've gone to that level of, of making sure we don't touch anything. Um, and then, of course, uh, there's also, uh, you know, a certain element of people that say, oh, it's not that bad. Let's just... Uh, um, you know, go through and maintain our distancing. But yeah, if um, if people are really concerned about it, the best way is to, to make sure anything that we might touch um, during the home inspection is is already opened or 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 um, I guess able for us to to view it without having to touch anything. So that's that's a big change. Then. 
It's pretty interesting. Philip, back to you. Let's get into uh, stage two and, and moving into stage uh, stage three. We know that Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara still stuck in stage two of the province's reopening plan, at least for the time being. We are hearing that stage three is right around the corner and that could come as early as next week. Uh, how is the real estate sector going to be impacted once we get to stage three? Do we expect any changes? I, you know, in, in regards to changes, I think we, we might get more people that will be coming out and listing their homes. And this is something that we've talked about and, and predicted, um, you know, for, for a short time now that, that there's going to be a comfortability of, of putting that for sale sign on your front lawn and, uh, and allowing different buying parties come into the property and, and view it. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons for the low inventory right now. We, we just feel like that you know, there's still that sensitivity and uncomfortability amongst home sellers today that are, are just nervous to put their home on the market due to, you know, the current circumstances. Um, so, so we, we feel like as, as the government regulations can, you know, start to get lifted and we continue on into, into phase three, we, we expect there to be a lot more homes for sale, um, in, in, in the coming, you know, in the coming weeks. And, um, and, and speaking from our team, you know, we, we know about a listing about three to four weeks prior to, to it coming, coming on the market. So we can, we have a good idea in, in terms of gauging the inventory that's, that's coming up. And, and, you know, for, for, as we, as we prepare to get our marketing material ready, you know, booking our virtual tours, booking the, the photographers and, and booking things of that nature to, to get the homes ready for sale, we're completely swamped in, in speaking in, into those terms. So, this is the first time that, that we're going to see this inventory start to rise and start to pick up in, in, the, in the coming weeks. And, and I think the stats would, would indicate that. And I think, um, you know, if we reflect on, on the current marketplace and the current in the past, maybe four to six weeks, this is something that, that, that's needed. People are, are starving for new homes. People are starving for inventory. Um, any home buyer out there that's, that's looking right now, they would, they would be able to see this. Um, they would, they would, they would understand that there's there's just nothing for sale at the current moment. So this is this is something that that we expect as we get into phase three. We we feel like the you know the nervousness, the anxiety, um, will, will start to to, to lower, and uh, we're going to see a lot more newer listings on the market. And I think that's how it uh, you know it'll directly impact um, you know our real estate market and and us as a team. In saying that, do we expect the fall market to maybe be one of the most active markets or on the flip side, because of the uncertainty with school, um, because kids most likely won't be in school full time. There might be a hybrid model in which they're in for a couple of days, they're out for a couple of days, they're learning online. Um, This fall market could be very interesting and very different than it's ever been before. Yes, very, very much so. So we're, we're today right now, we're in this period where people want to get in prior to their, you know, their, the, prior to the first day of school. Now we don't know if that first day of school is going to actually happen, but we, we, you know, we're having the conversations amongst our buyers and sellers and they're stating that they want to be in September 1st into their new home. So we're, we're, you know, shuffling around closing dates and, and, and trying to, um, you know, help those people get into those properties prior to September. Now, with that being said, you're right. We don't know what's what's going to happen come September. It's going to be it's going to be a very different um, outlook. It's going to be a very different environment um, when when that date comes. But I, I still think people people are still making the moves. 
they're still getting ready and they're still still thinking that that we're going to have a first day of school come September. Who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks as to where we're going to go as as a um, you know as an economy as, as you know as we move into it. Um, but but I think you know at least the conversations I'm having with with home buyers and sellers they're preparing to be to be going to school in September and they're they're adjusting their their move uh, accordingly. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, interest rates and uh, why they will be long or uh, why will they will be low for a long time. And we'll also uh, get our special guest back on the mic, David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. Uh, who pays for a home inspection and how much does it actually cost? We'll dive into those uh, questions when we return here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin in studio here. And uh, from their broadcast location at One Markland, Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. And our special guest today, David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. Uh, you can jump online and go to robgolfie.com or call them anytime at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook as well. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you'd like us to discuss a certain topic on a future program, send us an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. Interest rates are going to be low for a long time, so says the uh, Bank of Canada. We'll dive into that in a matter of minutes. But our special guest, as mentioned, David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. They service Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara. And uh, just like the housing market has heated up, the home inspection uh, market has also heated up because they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, David, uh, who pays for a home inspection? How does this work? Yeah, so typically, Rick, um, the buyer would pay for the home inspection. And um, and that can be done, for instance, in a couple of different ways. Um, our, our company right now, because of the COVID, we take um, email transfer as a form of payment, so it's contact-free. Okay. Um, home inspection fees can range um, depending on the square footage of the home. So typically a home up to 2,000 square feet might be about $400. Uh, usually homes larger than that obviously would go up incrementally. Um, and there's usually smaller fees for uh, smaller square footage or even condominiums. But kind of budget are in the $400 range. Um, and then also there's sometimes there's other services that you might require. So for instance, there's a lot of rural property that we inspect. So we would have a separate uh, fee of $300 for a septic inspection. Uh, sometimes there's a water quality sample that's required, so we'll do a separate fee for that. Um, we might encounter a, a hazardous material like a vermiculite or asbestos. We can arrange for that sampling as well, and that's, again, it's a separate fee for that. Um, but those are kind of your typical fees. Um, I would think most times I would suggest to people that if you're looking to book or, or arrange for a home inspection, always make sure you're comfortable with the inspector you hire. You know, it's not a bad idea to talk to two or three um, and, and interview or at least phone a few and just get a feel for how you, you might mesh with them. Uh, certainly, I would always encourage people to make sure they hire an inspector that carries um, errors and emissions insurance so that if they're in the event that there's something that's um, uh, you know discovered at a later point that uh, 
uh, the seller hadn't disclosed or, or the home inspector potentially had missed, but there's an insurance uh, portion that they can they can recover. Um, I would also encourage them to make sure that the inspector has, you know, some qualifications maybe as a member of an association. Um, I always get a chuckle sometimes, uh, you know, first-time home buyers will bring, bring their uncle or dad through, and uh, with all due respect, you know, it's nice that they're there, but sometimes there may be a tradesperson who is um, strong in one particular trade, which is fine, but with home inspection, we look at such a wide variety of things. We have to see how all the systems mesh together, and sometimes someone who's, uh, um, you know, putting in a furnace uh, starts cutting out joists uh, to put the ductwork in and doesn't realize he's weakening the structure. So we have to uh, look at a wide range of things, and I think most people don't realize the extent and the breadth of, of issues that we look at in a home. So, um, again, you know, take your time looking for one, and uh, these days you might not get one available the way things are going. But always, uh, you know, interview a few for sure. Uh, check the fees, check their references, see if they're members of, um, of, of an association. Uh, check their Google reviews. Um, so there's a number of things you can do in, in advance to make sure you get the right inspection. Uh, just back to the costs. Um, we're in the summer months. Obviously, pools are, are, are an in thing. Uh, some people might not be uh, looking for one, but if the house has one, they might uh, you know uh, think about it a little bit harder and, and, and make that jump. Uh, do, do, does the cost change if there's a pool, if there's an exterior uh, uh, garage, those types of things? You know, and, and that's a good point, Rick. No, pools typically aren't part of a home inspection. We usually suggest that people get a, a pool company or someone in to look at the equipment, and, and certainly the liner. Those are the big the big dollar items there. So that's usually a, a separate inspection uh, that we recommend. Um, occasionally, we run into homes that have a wood-burning fireplace, and uh, those would require a separate inspection as well by someone who's qualified as a fireplace technician. Sometimes the insurance company will, uh, uh, you know, will ask for a separate inspection on that. Um, once in a while, we'll run into situations where we might have a home that has some aluminum wiring, and uh, there are some insurance companies that would ask for a separate electrical inspection um, for, for that. That's called an electrical safety authority inspection, um, and that's a separate fee as well. So, yeah, to, to your point, there are sometimes a few other things. Um, we will look at garages if they're detached or, or, or attached, but when you start getting into larger outbuildings or sheds, uh, sometimes that, again, that's, that's a little bit beyond the scope of our inspection. What kind of follow-up costs are there? You mentioned that uh, you know if a, a seller doesn't disclose something and you have to come back, does that fall under the heading of follow-up costs? Yeah, sometimes if someone's asked us to do a revisit, we'll do a separate one-time fee of uh, like $100 to verify something. Sometimes people have said, well, it's been repaired, but the seller repaired it. And not that we don't trust the seller, but it wasn't our contractor. So would you just come out and give us a second set of eyes on that? And so that happens on occasion. I've done that for, uh, for both electrical or furnace or even septic for that matter. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio and uh, at One Markland is uh, Philip Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them at 905-575-7700. Hop online to robgolfi.com and check them out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The handle is at robgolfi. Our special guest today, David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. You can uh, go onto the World Wide Web. Amerispec.ca is the website or call them up at one 866 Zero one zero. How long does a home inspection take, and does it take a little longer now that we're in a pandemic? Well, it's funny you mention that, Rick, because uh, actually we're finding they're going a little shorter. <laughs> because uh, if the buyers don't show up until about an hour and a half or two hours after they're doing our inspection, we really don't have any, um, shall we say, uh, distractions. <laughs> so uh, we're able to get our inspections done typically now between the two and three hour mark, whereas before we would sometimes have. Uh, 
buyers there and there'd be, uh, you know, sidebar conversations or questions or uh, things we would get asked to do and take us away from our routine. So sometimes that could take a little longer. Um, I find too now it's a good idea if buyers, when they arrive for the home inspection, don't always bring the, uh, all the family members. Uh, I would leave that for maybe, uh, uh, you know, one of their, their walkthroughs prior to close rather than the home inspection time. I know everybody gets excited, you know, and it's the new shiny toy they want to look at, but sometimes the family members can actually, uh, you know, slow the process down or, or again, create more points of contact uh, during the home inspection for uh, respecting the COVID. Well, what are um, the, mo- the most important points of interest for you amongst buyers, right? When, when, when a buyer asks you, you know, when you're, when you're reviewing the report, what page do they want to go to first on, on that specific report? Well, you know, I always say the two biggest things that I would be concerned about with a house, especially an older house, um, structure, you know, what's the, what's the foundation and the frame and the structure like? And the other thing is the electrical. Um, yes, plumbing will get you wet if it leaks, but electrical can kill you. Mm. And, and usually electrical is the biggest thing from an insurance standpoint. Um, so those are probably the two things, structure and electrical. After that, everything's... Um, not, not necessarily less expensive, but not as big an issue. Right. And how, how difficult does, does that make your job? I mean, you're talking about two items that are behind the walls or, or covered up for the most part. Yeah. It's, well, we, we have the tools for checking grounding and things like that for electrical. Sometimes the challenge is if you go and um, there might be something buried in the insulation in the attic or it's hidden somewhere, but like you say, a splice behind a wall, that becomes a challenge. But electrical, we can usually nail that down pretty good. Um, the foundations are the tricky one because if they finished off the walls inside, you don't know any history on the house or anything like that. So you really have to go by what's the grading like on the outside. Are the heat drops in the house? Um, is there a sump pump? Uh, sump pumps can cure a lot of moisture problems in the basement. Um, but yeah, basements are a little tricky. You mentioned, David, that uh, a typical home inspection will take about two to three hours. Uh, what are some of the things yeah. that you are looking for? You mentioned electrical and plumbing. Uh, wh- what's, what does the list include? Yeah, there's some. Um, we always try to zero in, of course, on the, on the big stuff. Uh, Rick, you know, there's sometimes that are, we call them the, the, the 9 and $10 fixes. Those really aren't as big a deal as the, as the big stuff. So we, uh, we zero in on the condition of the roof shingles. Um, we do want to have a look in the attic and make sure things are venting properly or is there any, you know, organic materials growing in the attic, that type of thing. Uh, we want to check the plumbing system, check the electrical system. We want to operate the furnace and tell you how old it is and what condition it's in. Operate the air conditioner, you know, during the season, tell you how old that is and what shape that's in. Um, and certainly have a look at what we can in the foundation. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, we also want to, you know, just make sure all of the appliances are operated and see how they're working. And are there any things, uh, you know, going on underneath the sinks or anything that way? But the primary systems are uh, are the roof, plumbing, electrical, foundation, and uh, and you know, heating and cooling. And what's the most common red flag? Wow, um, I think a lot of times uh, furnaces nowadays are built with materials that are maybe not as much, not as high quality or not as thick as they used to be. So. Furnaces today can be a little tricky because they say they might be a 20-year appliance, but I've seen them go after eight or nine years, so that's a little bit disheartening for people. So those are probably the more surprising ones. Um, electric, usually you can spot, uh, you know, something that's, that's maybe not, um, uh, you know, a surprise. Same with plumbing, it's not a surprise. But I would say most often they're not furnaces that, that tend to, to work one day and, and, you know, two minutes down the road they might not work the next. Um, that's probably the biggest surprise. You kind of referenced this earlier, but should buyers or sellers attend an inspection? 
Um, yeah, sellers, uh, we usually suggest uh, most times, uh, the, the agent will suggest the seller uh, find another quiet place elsewhere while the buyer comes through the house. And that's really for the simple reason that we're not there to be um, judging on, on the home or the lifestyle or something like that. But there might be something that we want to talk about to the buyer in private that might be a recommendation or it might be something they, they you know, it should be something they addressed early on in their ownership of the home. So we usually ask that sellers are not there. And yeah, we do ask the buyer to attend. Um, I find, especially with, with first-time home buyers, but really anybody, a big part of the inspection process is educating them about things in the home. Um, I did an inspection yesterday with some people moving from the city to the country, and that's a that's a whole new ball of wax for them. You know, where's the where's the water come from, and how do I know when I run out, and, and, <laughs> and where's the waste go, where's the tank? You know, so so that's uh, a big part of home inspection to me is really educating people about the systems in the home and what those fancy things on the wall are and what they do and and uh, what you should expect. So um, education is big. So yeah, the buyer should really attend and and, uh, and take it take it seriously. You know, take the time off work if they have to. We try to accommodate work hours, but certainly make the effort to be there so we can point things out. Um, I find more often than not, if, if they just say, oh, you don't need me there, and you email them the report, then the questions come up later on, and I kind of scratch my head and say, well, you know, you should have made the time to be there because it's costing you a lot of time on the phone now. Right. Is there is there such thing as a perfect or flawless home? And, and if so, <laughs> what's that like? Well, you know, I'm a home inspector, and I can tell you there's a few things in my house that I would probably correct. Um, I've seen probably of, let's say I've done 3,000 or 4,000 home inspections. I've actually seen three homes, which I would call perfect. They, really? They wow. were just, yeah, so well managed and, and, and looked after and performing. Uh, you don't see them very often, but I, I have seen two or three. I would say. And, and these ones aren't even new, new built? Nope, not necessarily new builds. No, just, I've, I've seen renovations that are the older homes that are just fabulous. Too, you know? I think the other thing, too, is... Um, just because a house is old doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. You just have to understand uh, that it needs to breathe differently and it has different things um, in it. Uh, but it's not necessarily bad. And that's why some homes that are older are still standing. They were built well. And, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. You don't, there's not often you see a perfect one, but uh, I've seen a couple that are pretty, <laughs> close, pretty close. Hmm. David, have you ever had a, a situation where the buyer and the seller was at the home inspection inadvertently or accidentally? Actually, that, that can go both ways. Um, I've been at the homes where sellers have, have hung around, and they are so proud of what they've done, and, and they know so much about the house. They feel like they need to impart those, you know, wisdom, that wisdom or that in, the idiosyncrasies about the house or all the different things they've done to make it better. They feel like they need to impart that to the, to the buyer. So at that point, I almost stand back and say, gee, I shouldn't be collecting the fees. They're <laughs> doing my job for me. But um, it can also work adversely sometimes uh, question the seller about something and they'll say well yeah well, you know what we did that we know it wasn't you know it was a shortcut but uncle joe helped us and um so it's not it's not perfect but it works so uh it can go either way um but usually most buyers are, are, are pretty patient uh, with, with the seller being there it's just uh like i say sometimes there can be some awkward moments if you run into something that uh you know you think wow that that, that shouldn't be like that that needs correction these people might not know about it and then the seller gets a little antsy so it's it can go both ways, but um, like I say, ideally, in a perfect world, the seller wouldn't, uh, wouldn't necessarily attend. Are realtors uh, expected to be there during a home inspection? Yeah, I'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, we prefer that a realtor's there um, just for, uh, well, a couple of reasons. Uh, obviously, they have to let us in the house. Uh, and then during the COVID times, if they let us in, then they can, you know, they're more than welcome to wait in the car on the front porch. 
But it's also um, good to have the realtor there because um, that way if, if the seller ever questions, hey, you know, that was damaged, uh, you know, we have a witness there with the realtor there. And it has happened on occasion where I've, you know, climbed up on a roof to look at something and uh, my ladder's fallen over in the wind, so I need the realtor there to put the ladder back up. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, Phil, Phil, uh, the legal regulations, it's, it's required that a realtor is accompanied by a uh, home inspector is accompanied by a realtor to, to enter the property and be in the property. So legally, you know, realtors do have to attend and do have to be there. I mean, um, you know, there's, there's been some circumstances where, where realtors have, have given the code to a home inspector to enter by themselves. And, and, and that's against the, the rules, regulations of RICO. Um, let me, let me jump know, in know, there. I know for, let me jump in there, Phil, and uh, we'll get more on that when we come back. And we'll also talk to, uh, David about what home inspectors are not allowed to do. Uh, go to amerispec.ca, of course, robgolfie.com, another website you want to check out as well. Stay tuned. More of the Hamilton Real Estate Show is next on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio. On the line, Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can head online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Send the Golfie team an email with a topic idea or a question. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com. And they're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. If you've missed a past episode of the Hamilton Real Estate Show, download the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts or go to robgolfie.com or 900chml.com. Our special guest today is David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. Their website is amerispec.ca or call them at one 866 Two eight four six zero one zero. Just before the break, Philip was uh, talking about uh, realtors uh, being required to be at home inspections, and this is an important part of the process, right? Yeah, it, it, it's a, uh, it's a legal part of the process where it's, as I was mentioning before, under the rules and regulations of the Real Estate Council of Ontario, we are required to be present um, to allow the access of the, of the home inspector, and and there's been times where where there's situations of of you know, trying to arrange times and, and things like that, but but the the home inspector must be accompanied by a real estate agent every single time to to be able to enter the property. I mean, there's a number of different reasons for this. Um, as as David highlighted, you know, one of them is in case the ladder blows over and he's <laughs> up on the roof by himself. But 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 yeah, every every single time a, a home inspector uh, goes through through a property, um, they they must be accompanied by by a real estate agent and, and, and a licensed realtor, not a, not an assistant, not a um, you know not not an administrator, but somebody who who is who is licensed under under the uh, the RICO 
um, regulations. So it's, uh, it, you know, we, we try to be present at all times and we will be present at all times. And I think as a seller, it's, uh, it's like having a stranger come in through your home. You want to make sure that, uh, that, that individual is, you know, bonded and secured in a, in a professional, legitimate, um, uh, home inspector. Um, I'll just share a quick story with you from one of my early days. I had a, an inspection down in, um, in an older home and, uh, the seller and uh, the seller's agent was there as well as the buyer's agent. Um, but they both got chatting with the, the, the buyer and said, Oh, we'll just, we'll just slip out and have a coffee. And, uh, as luck would have it, I went to the basement and the water heater was leaking. So when the people got back, the seller was all over me because she said, Oh, that never happened. That wasn't leaking before you came. And I said, yeah, it kind of was, mm-hmm. but, uh, and she understood later, but again, I was accused of you know, right. some damage to the water heater. Had an agent been there, I could have alerted them right away. Wow. Uh, David, what are, what are, yeah, what are home inspectors not allowed to do? Yeah, an excellent question, Rick, because um, there's a couple of things with home inspection. Um, obviously, uh, first and foremost, we are there just really as a visual inspection of the process. So um, the only thing that we would touch or access, as I mentioned, we might operate a faucet, we might operate uh, an appliance. We would take the cover off the electrical panel. We would take the cover off the furnace to verify um, you know, ages, things like that. But we're not there to, uh, to trip circuit breakers or replace fuses. We're not allowed to do that. We're really uh, uh, just to operate things that are intended. You know, we're not supposed to open up walls or, or take anything that's not accessible, you know, cut into anything. We can't do any damage to the property, I guess is the short answer. Um, and we're really just, to, just there to make a visual inspection. Um, the other thing that we're not supposed to do, quite often people will say, well, um, you know, how much is that to repair that? Well, I can only give you a range. I'm not in that trade and I wouldn't want to, uh, you know, speak for another trade. So um, I usually suggest, well, in my experience, it's been this range of prices. Um, sometimes there's inspection companies that will actually offer to do the repairs and that's really against our, our ethics because uh, obviously I could be finding myself repair jobs all, all day long um, and supplementing my income, but we're not allowed to do that. Um, the other thing, too, and, and this came up yesterday, I had a, a buyer ask me, what do you think this property's worth? Well, I'm, I'm not a realtor. I wouldn't know anything about value, <laughs> so I, I couldn't comment on that. Um, sometimes, too, I think people think that a home inspection is also a warranty, so that, uh, you know, gee, I moved in a year ago and my taps are dripping. Can you come back? And um, I think that's covered. Oh, no, it's not an insurance or a warranty program. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, I, guess, I guess the bottom line is that treat it as a visual inspection. We can only see what we can see. Um, you know, we have various different moisture meters and thermal image cameras to try to, you know, provide us more information. But at the end of the day, we can't cause any damage or destruction uh, to the home. All right. So what happens when the home inspection report is submitted? We're going to dive into that question when we return here. Remember, go to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Or call them at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like them on Facebook as well. And uh, if you need a home inspection or want to get a home inspection, uh, call the experts at Amerispec. That's uh, Amerispec.ca is the website. one 284 6010 Hamilton Real Estate Show continues right here on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samford in studio. Down at One Markland is Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfi team. Call them at 905-575-7700 or go online to robgolfi.com. And our special guest today is David Furry from Amerispec Home Inspections. Online at amerispec.ca, 1-866-284-6010. So, David, you've visited a home, you've gone through the inspection, you've compiled your report. Um, does that report have a list of must-fixes, you know, things that should be done, things that are okay? And then once that, sub- that report is submitted, what happens after that? Yeah, so the, the, uh, we finish our, our inspection and we walk the buyer around the property and go through our findings. And then that evening or first thing in the morning, they will get a hard copy or, sorry, an emailed report with photographs. And uh, essentially, it's, it's about 30 to 35 pages. And, and when it goes through, you know, system by system within the home. And then at the very end, we attach what we call, I guess you might have referred to it as the to-do list. Um, and it will say uh, those items which we might make a recommendation for improving the performance of the home or maybe that require immediate repair. Um, we don't uh, attach cost to those things. Again, it's up to the buyer to go and, and, and consult the, you know, the appropriate trade. But yeah, at the very end of the report, it's called a summary, and that uh, would outline those things that require repair or, or maybe improvement. And um, usually that's, I'm sure, passed off to the husband. <laughs> and Philip, obviously this is when the home buyers or homeowners are calling you to say, okay, what do we do now? And this is when the negotiation kind of begins? Yeah, you know, th- there's often that period of phase where, after the home inspection is done, you know, there's that anxiousness as to, you know, everyone's waiting for the home inspection report to, to come in. The seller, the seller's wondering what's going on. What, what did they find in their house? What's, what, you know, what are the findings going to be? Then the buyer is anxious to see the report and, and everyone's contacting the, the purchasing realtor. So that's, uh, you know, you know, you know, in the, in the past, what I've done is I've done a conference call with, with Dave himself and, and then the buyers and, and we'll go through the findings there, but it's, uh, Everyone's waiting for the report, and then and then from there, oftentimes, um, you know, sometimes there there are areas of negotiation where you'll you'll renegotiate on the price or terms or or having something be fixed. Um, but but you know, more more than likely, it's it's you know, you're fulfilling your your condition on the home inspection, and and the, the you know the buyer is able to purchase the property with full confidence and ensuring that they're they're aware of of any problems that may arise. But but more so, it's it's about the timelines as to. Um, how long that, that the lifespan on, on a certain item within the home that they're aware of. And, 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 and like I said before, it, it brings full confidence to the purchasing party to be able to, to move into the home and, and understanding the, the dynamics and the functions of the home um, prior to, to living in it. If something needs to be fixed, this is a, a must-fix, it's a major item, are the two options either A, the home seller uh, fixes it, or B, the home seller drops the price and the home buyer will then fix it? Yeah, it's a, it's a case-by-case basis, Rick. Every situation is, is, is different. We've seen the you know cases such as the purchase price being dropped by uh, certain dollars, or we've seen cases that the, the, the purchaser gets a cashback incentive on closing to be able to fix the, the items. Um, we've seen that the, the seller has fixed the items or the, uh, prior to closing. So it's a, it's a complete case-by-case basis that fits um, and suits the needs of everyone involved. If, if the seller's a, you know, a handyman or a contractor or, or you know, has a certain trade, you know, more than likely they, they'd want to fix it themselves. Um, but, but we, you know, it's a, it's a case-by-case basis um, in terms of that negotiation style. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've, we've seen it all. 
How rare is it that a home inspection report will kill a deal? I mean, it's it's not rare at all. It's, no, it, um, it, it, it happens more than you think. Um, and, and that's the reason why, why you do them. Right. Um, but some people, you know, I, I in my opinion, it's, it's how the report is presented. Um, if, if, you know, the, the smallest thing can care, uh, can scare, scare anyone. And, and I'll bring it back to the, the hairline cracks on the basement floor. And, and Dave's laughing right now <laughs> where, you know, we've said before, you, you will not be able to walk into a property um, and not see a hairline crack on, on the cement basement floor, whereas some people might associate that with, you know, an improper structure or um, an unsounding foundation. But, you know, there's been situations where, where people get uncomfortable with the home inspection report due to whether it's something that's happened in the past on, uh, or, or, or what have you. But, but we've, seen, we've seen, we have definitely seen um, home, home inspection reports and, and I don't want to use the, the word kill because that, that, you know, that's unfair to the purchaser, but um, we, we've seen it, we've seen it uh, where, where the home buyer has, has, you know, made their decision based off that inspection report and have, have decided not to, not to purchase the home. We got to run. If you need a home inspection, go to amerispec.ca, 1-866-284-6010. And uh, be sure to call the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. The phone number is 905-575-7700. David, Philip, thanks for attending today's show. Great show as always. And we are back, back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.